Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Generation Ag. It is Kayla here today with yet another wonderful episode. I'm absolutely delighted to introduce you to today's guest. Ruby Canning is a sixth generation beef cattle producer. She grew up in Western Victoria with her family raising Simmental cattle. In 2001, Mavstar Simmentels was established based on genetics from her grandparents stud Maverick Simmentels a business that had been around nearly 30 years at that point. Mavstar Simmentels is owned and operated by her mum, dad, her brother and her. After attending boarding school in Ballarat, she went to Lincoln, New Zealand as a dual scholar. However, a severe car accident in the summer of 2017 brought her back home and after a slow recovery, she transferred to UNE in Armidale. Ruby completed a degree in business with a major in marketing and continued to grow her rural photography business, Mavstar Photography. Her work is inspired by her love for the land whilst understanding and showcasing the way of life that rural people have. Ruby's late grandfather will continue to be a large part of her life and her greatest goal in life is to continue his legacy in the beef industry. She has had the honour of judging at many shows around Australia including at Beef Australia in 2021 with her dad and each year her family shows a team of cattle in southern parts of Australia. Ruby is passionate about the sustainability of the beef industry and helping to educate individuals about the opportunities in agriculture. I'm sure you'll all agree after listening to this episode that Ruby is wise beyond her years. I know you'll get a lot out of this. I loved hearing about just how connected Ruby is to her family. I think it's so, so special. So here she is. Uh, Ruby. Welcome to the Generation Ag Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It is such a privilege to be on here and having a chat with you and and sharing my story with with the wider industry. Awesome. So first off, tell us, where are you right now? What can you see outside? What's the weather doing? Yes, so the weather is currently the typical Victorian winter's day. She's a bit uh, not too flash. <laughs> We've had a fair bit of rain and I'm just on uh, my parents' farm near Hamilton in Victoria where we breed our Simmentels. Uh, we're just currently getting a show team ready for Adelaide Royal and Melbourne show. So we're just busy working on the show cattle today and, yeah, just getting things we can done in between the rain and the showers. (laughs) Awesome. So you touched on it already, but we love to sort of discuss your connection to agriculture. Yeah, for sure. So the connection of mine with agriculture is something that I've just simply been born into. And for as long as I can remember, I have just absolutely loved the land. We, My dad's Canadian and his family are ranchers in Canada, uh, his fifth generation, which makes me sixth generation. So it's definitely in our blood. Uh, my mum's parents migrated from Malta uh, many years ago now and, and they started a Simmental stud here, which was the basis of our Simmental stud, which was established in 2001. So yeah, the, the life on the land's just been something we've grown up knowing and and absolutely adoring it's it's one of those things that 
you get good seasons and you get bad seasons. And I think it's that it's that culture of resilience and and confidence in what you're breeding and what you're growing that that sort of gets you through every season. And and as a family operation too, you you really you work so closely with your family and your and your stock as well. Um, I don't think you know some people understand the connections that we actually share with our livestock. Um, we we breed cattle, but we also show cattle. And and during show season and when we're preparing for the shows, we're with those cattle, you know, <laughs> day in day out. So there's so much more than more than just paddock cows. There, there we absolutely adore them all. So yeah, it's pretty special. That's so cool. I'm excited to ask you about about show cattle and the show circuit because we I don't think we've quite covered it on the podcast before in any detail but before we get there tell us about your childhood yeah my childhood was absolutely beautiful we spent a lot of time with my nana and pa on their family farm Maverick Simmentels just out near Geelong and I just remember the days just seemed to go for ages <laughs> we would have absolutely no judgment of time whatsoever it was the sun was up and we were outside running around with par and checking cows and feeding chooks with nana and and it was just that real beautiful simple childhood that that I'll forever adore and we we lost par when I was 12 years old to cancer and I think that's when it really made me realize that the beauty of the land and and we will always cherish those moments that we had with him in our childhood because that's that's what raised us to be the farm kids that we are today and and those little moments that that you'll never get back but when you're a child you just you think they're going to be forever but (laughs) they're just not unfortunately so yeah we we grew up very close with our family and our grandparents uh my dad's grandparents are still in Canada so we we didn't get too much time with them um obviously just when we went over there we did but I just think for us, family was something that was installed in us and, and family values from a very young age. So we all grew up very close with our family and, and we just loved it. That's so beautiful. You must feel really lucky to have that relationship with them. Yeah, we feel really lucky. And and I think for us, when we did lose Par, it was, it was a shock, not just to us, but to the whole family. You know, he was, he was the real bind of our family he he kept that legacy so strong and he was so passionate about what he did and he was he always told us you know Ruby you can learn something from everyone and 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 never judge people by the way they look and I think those values and morals really really stuck in my in my upbringing and and the person who I am today so yeah Pa was a very big driver of my life and and who I aspire to be each and every day. Mm, That's really really Beautiful, Ruby, and thank you for sharing that. Uh, growing up, you know, sounds kind of obvious now, but I think, w- did you know what you wanted to do with your life? Yeah, funny you say that because I think that's a question that w- we always get asked so many times growing up. And and I went to boarding school at Ballarat Grammar for three years, and and I was absolutely inspired by the people that I was with and our teachers and and the opportunities that were there and. I don't know, I, I always had a very clear point of where I wanted to be and, and I knew I always wanted to grow a photography business. That's something I always had a goal of doing early in my high school goals. So that that's something I, I ended up doing, which was really great. But I think tertiary-wise, I, I wasn't too sure of what pathways I wanted to do because there was, at the time when I'd started uni, there was always that, there was a bit of that change of time where 
people were really acknowledging, you know, that that practical experience firsthand over over a degree. And I'd I'd always been very academic at school and I'm driven just to keep learning and head down and, and get a degree. And that's what I went and did. But now that I'm actually out in the workplace and I'm I'm interacting with people all the time, I think it's there's no there's no substitution for for actually hands-on knowledge and and those communication skills that you do you do value from being out in the workplace. So yeah. Was it always in your path to end up back in the family business? So with my dad being from Canada, I always wanted to travel overseas. I was always very set on, righto, let's go overseas and, and see that life over there and see the beef industry over there. And when I graduated from Ballarat Grammar, I was very fortunate to receive two scholarships to uh, start my tertiary studies at Lincoln University in New Zealand. So that was the first thing for me of being, wow, righto, let's go as far away as possible. <laughs> that's still um, something that's going to benefit me. So I packed up my bags and I think I knew probably maybe two people over there if that. So that was something that was such an eye-opening experience just to sort of move to New Zealand and, and start uni as a fresh 18-year-old. Uh, and, and at that time, I, I didn't really see myself coming back anytime soon, to be quite honest. I was very just just living life as an 18-year-old and seeing things and meeting new people and whilst whilst getting a degree and I I was in a very unfortunate car accident uh, in the summer when I was back from uni I fractured my spine in a very very bad spot and and attained very bad nerve damage so for me my whole sort of plans goals everything was just put on hold because I a I didn't know if I was ever going to walk again B, I couldn't do anything myself. I My mum was my primary carer for a very long time. So I've got to give so much credit to my mum because she just, she got me up and going. She helped me mentally. She just, she was my absolute rock for as long as I can remember during that, during that recovery. Um, so that was very traumatic and, and I did struggle a lot mentally then too. You know, you're, you're 18 and you're, your whole life's just sort of been on hold and you don't know what to do. I transferred up to UNE uh, Armadale when I was um, well enough to actually get back on my feet. And and even I, you know, now I look back and, and I sort of wish I took more time to figure out what I actually wanted to do because you never, you never think you're going to be put in that situation of, well, my life's on hold now because I can't physically do what I wanted to do. What what do you do? <laughs> so just sort of academic was academics was one thing that I was confident that would keep my mind going and I could, you know, still get a degree and, and still do what I wanted to do. So transferred up to UNE in Armadale. I studied up there. I finished a degree in business with a major in marketing. And and getting back to your question about did I think I was going to be back home this soon? And I think the simple answer is no. We, I think especially since COVID, you know, we we didn't realise the opportunities that we have lying on our doorstep until, well, we're, we're forced to <laughs> sort of go back to what we know really. So, yeah, during, during uni I travelled to Canada and America um, and I absolutely loved that. That was, oh, that was an incredible time. Unfortunately, COVID cut that short, so came back home. And I think we're just really fortunate that we had so many opportunities down here. Um, my partner and I, we, we met at uni and we've settled back down in Victoria near my, near my parents. And 
I think it's just so nice to, you know, be back near the farm and and be back where we grew where I grew up and and just seeing the opportunities that are at our doorstep in, in Victoria at the moment. So yeah. What an incredible perspective. I you you know, your connection to your family is strong and obviously the beef industry as well. Um, tell us about the stud and the family business. Yeah, for sure. So Mavstar Simmentales was established in 2001 based on genetics from my grandparents' stud Maverick Simmentales, which was established in the 1970s. And for as long as I can remember, that stud was my absolute pride and joy. You know, it was obviously established when I was quite young, but growing up and showing cattle as your own prefix, knowing that your family have bred and and they've owned those cattle, there is absolutely no better feeling than having success with your own home-bred, home-owned cattle that, you know, you've you've chosen their breedings, you've seen them carved down, you've worked with them since they were born. It's, it's a really special feeling knowing that, you know, you're not only showing cattle, which we love, but they those genetics have been embedded in your herd for so many years and I think that that's really special for us. You must, I mean, it's coming through already, but you just must feel this incredible sense of connection to everything you guys are doing in that it's sixth generation and you guys are on the farm together. Now, you've got a brother, is that right? Yeah, I've got a brother. Uh, my brother's name's Jacob and we grew up very close. We we were best friends for <laughs> as long as I can remember and we're still very close on the farm. He's he's probably a lot more involved with the whole running of things than I am. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just really nice to see that that agriculture is something that's stayed in our family and, and it'll continue to stay on for many more generations, I hope. And and even though, um, you know, we're, we're both sort of going down our own pathways in ag, there's just so many opportunities. So, yeah. And you're heavily involved in the showing side of things, as you mentioned. Could you, you know, for people who are unfamiliar with that side of stud cattle, what's involved? Yeah, for sure. So there's so many aspects and elements involved. And I think we're very fortunate because we breed all of our own show cattle and we've worked with those cattle since, well, since they were born. And I think that is just such an important element of it. But one thing that's really, you know, sticks out to me is just the networks that we've been able to make while showing. We from a young age, we competed in junior judging competitions and showmanship classes and, and we were able to increase those public speaking skills that I don't think we, we would have had many other opportunities to if we didn't show cattle. Um, and I just think that's an element of the industry that just needs so much, you know, thanking because for all these kids that have grown up showing cows and can get out in a group in front of a group of people and, and say why they've placed cattle, you know, in ABC, it's, it's really special. Uh, we we grew up doing it and we just love it. <laughs> I'm 23 and and my brother's 18 this year and it's one of those things that it's it's our family holiday, you know, where we pack up the show stuff, we pack up the cows and and we go to those shows for those those few weeks of the year and we're all that busy that sometimes that they're they're the weeks of the year that we're all together uninterrupted um, and. And we're just there as a family, and that's something that I'll always, I'll always love about the shows. That it's, it's not necessarily if you, if you win a ribbon. Obviously, that's what you're all there for, and you, you want to showcase your cattle, and you want to do really well. But it's just about the opportunities that are there, and, 
and how you can, you know, better your knowledge of the industry and, and meet so many lifelong friends along the way. So, yeah. You're painting a very idyllic picture, Ruby, i got to say. <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure that comes with its own challenges being with family uh, uh, that much as well. But who have been your mentors along the way? Yeah, that's such a good question. I, my mentors to me are my absolute world and, and I'm so blessed that my biggest mentor uh, would have to be my, my pa. As, as I mentioned, he passed away when I was 12 years old, but it is simply incredible the, the contribution he's had on my life. You know, we, we grew up very close. I spent every possible day I could with him <laughs> on the farm and, you know, he just installed that love for cattle that, that I have today and he taught me so much and, and I think it's just so special that I can still think of days with him and, and remember those days at the shows and, and they seemed like yesterday and he just installed so many life values that, that are always going to be so important and I think that's really important. You know, we're, we're a younger generation and, and we're so, you know, we're so wanting just to keep doing things our way and, but it's those older generations that have so much wisdom and knowledge that, you know, we wouldn't know about unless we spoke to them and, and that's something Pa always taught us to, you know, talk to everyone, smile, be polite and, and just listen to everyone because everyone's got a story to share so Pa for me would have to be a very big mentor in my life. Um, my mum as well, as I mentioned, she she was my carer when I broke my back and, you know, her courage just to get up every day and, and get me going for my day. And, and I don't think, you know, I get, you know, people break bones and, and we recover and we move on. But when I broke my back and I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to walk again. My mum was that that person that sort of just kept me going emotionally and the whole thing. Like my mum is just an absolute, an absolute rock in my life. I'd be completely lost without her. So yeah, mum is an incredible mentor of mine. So I think, yeah, I'm so fortunate that that, that my mum and my pa are, are two very big mentors to me and and what I want to do in life as well. So yeah. I love that. Ruby, you're also a very talented photographer. I want to ask you that. You said before when you were at school, you knew you wanted to have a photography business. Where did your love for photography start and when did you first pick up a camera? Yeah. So again, my love for photography came from my papa. We, I don't know, it was just, I was always obsessed with taking photos as a kid and and my pa, we, we were always out taking photos together of sail bulls or or you know just paddock cows and and I think back now and how far ahead of the times my pa was for his age you know he was out there he was taking photos on his digital camera and putting them on a computer and and I mean that's that's going on 10 years ago now like that's that's sort of old school well you know those days are but he was just that forward thinking, right, let's take some photos, let's send them to some people. And, and I was like, wow, I just wish he was here now to, to see what we're doing with our cattle and, and what I'm doing with my photography. So, yeah, that, that's a bit of a background, I guess. But, yeah, so my love for photography really started, yeah, like I said, when I was really young with my pa. I went through high school, always having a camera with me, always just loving 
capturing life. It, it wasn't the most, you know, set out portraits or anything like that. It was simply just life on the land and, and how grateful we are to be raised, raised on the land, really. Uh, during high school, I studied art. I loved art at Ballarat Grammar. I had some incredible art teachers that were so aspiring and just, just so encouraging. I uh, went through uni uh, and, and when, I, when I was recovering from my car accident, I remember mum and dad would, you know, gently sit me in the car and, and take me out to the cows and, and I could, you know, take photos from the window. And, and that's what really kept me going during, during the earliest days of recovery. So that's something I'll, I'll always remember. But I think for me, it's the, it's the what you can capture on the land and share that to people that, that don't live on the land. They don't see that, that essence of the love that, that us farmers have, you know, where we see crops and they just see green grass on the side of the road that seems normal. But for us, that crop, that has a story. It's about feeding our stock. It's about raising it's about raising stock. It's about stewarding the land. And that's something I just love portraying in my work is, is simply life on the land and, and the beauties of it and the struggles and 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 the rural families that that are raised on the land that look after it for generations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just love photography and and I think just sharing that story with of my my own through photography, but also capturing the story of so many other families and and rural aspirations as well so hmm. I you just must have this incredible balance of getting to do kind of a lot of the things that you love in in being a part of your family business and contributing that way and staying connected but also you know this passion that you have for photography it's so cool yeah it is pretty cool and and I'm so grateful for that all my passions seem to link really well together. You know, like we, we'd started junior judging, like I'd mentioned when, you know, pretty much when we were eight years old when we could start competing and, you know, we've won some incredible awards with junior judging, which has, you know, allowed me to judge interstate. And my dad and I judged at Rockhampton Beef, the Fleckby breed uh, at last year's Rocky Beef. And, you know, that was just incredible, like that, that connection of where we've started in junior judging competitions to growing up and judging at Beef Australia with my dad, like that was just an absolute lifelong dream really. And, you know, with the shows, most shows that we show at, I'm also photographing there and, and capturing those moments for other competitors as well. And, and that's just a chain that I really love, you know, where I can understand those breeders and I can understand the importance of marketing photos for them. And, and I think that's where I'm so grateful with my photography business is you know, I'm a beef producer myself and, and I understand the importance of marketing photos and, you know, those photos that will help sell your livestock, but also those photos that will capture those family moments that you can cherish forever too. So, yeah. Talk to me about Ruby five to ten years from now. What's she doing? <laughs> oh, that is, yeah, that's a very good question. No matter what, I really would love to still be operating our Simmentel stud. That's something that's, like I mentioned, the legacy that my past started in the Simmental breed and in the beef industry, and especially from someone that, you know, migrated from Malta with absolutely nothing in his pockets and to start a Simmental study here and to grow that for our family, it's, um, it's pretty special. So that's something I just always, always want to be doing and, and doing that. Uh, continue my photography business. That's another very big passion of mine and, and something that, 
it started at such a young age, my passion for photography. And, and I've just been blessed with all the opportunities that, that have arisen with that passion. So that's something I want to keep growing. I'd love to get back over to Canada again and, and see my dad's family over there and, and see that side of the beef industry that obviously is so deep running in the veins of my family over there as well. So just to experience that. And I guess in in that longer outlook, uh, I guess I'd love to be a, a mum and, and settle on the land and, and give my children the lifestyle that I had growing up and and that beauty of life on the land and and just that simple upbringing on the farm. So, yeah. Beautiful. I think that's incredible. And something I think, I mean, I have to echo a lot of your sentiments. I think that's so incredible. And, you know, you're quite young. I think it's that's a really incredible outlook for someone your age to have. But I'm, but I'm sure everything you've been through with losing your pa, but also, you know, your car accident, you know, just instills, I suppose, that um, appreciation for life and what it has to offer. Oh, I think for sure, especially during the lockdowns in Victoria during COVID, I didn't actually miss seeing heaps of people because we are just so blessed for the life we have on the farm and and that interaction that we have with our animals and and the farm and I just loved it to be honest we um we really just got to spend that quality time on the farm that for so long we're all just too busy to all sit down and (laughs) and talk about our days it was yeah I during COVID we we found a new appreciation for that those little moments on the farm that we'd been so busy living our busy lives that we missed. So, yeah. Ruby, when you think about the future of the industry and obviously um, I've been connected with you through the Ambassadors for the Red Meat Industry program, what part do you think you want to play in the future of the industry? Or maybe if that's too specific, what part do you think youth in our industry have to play? For sure. And I think to begin with, we are, as young members of our industry, we are so grateful for, for example, Wylan and, and the work that they do in, in the export in the export front of things. And, you know, we've got the Livestock Collective and we've got other industry bodies that are doing such a great job at promoting opportunities for their youth. And, and I think that's just such a good, a good starting point is, okay, well, let's see what opportunities there are and, and where can we jump in and, and take some of those opportunities aboard and, and, and learn about our industry. But going back to your question, I think the part that I would really love to be involved with especially is, is continue to convey those stories of our families and our, and our youth and, and our long-life farmers through the art of photography. You know, there's, there's nothing more special than having family photos captured that, that reflect a timeless memory that you can look back and say, oh, wow, you know, I remember those times when, when our pa was still alive and he taught us this about the farm. And so, yeah, I think looking back and, and we see those beautiful family photos of, of all of us as families together. And, and I think now being a photographer that, that showcases families and, and, our, and our simplicity of life on the land, it's something I want to encourage more people to do. And, and obviously I think there's an element of connection there. You know, as a photographer, people are welcoming, welcoming me into their homes and sharing their stories. And, and I think that's something that I'm so blessed to contribute to our industry is are those marketing photos not only 
for your cattle and for your stud genetics and for your sale catalogs, but also those real gentle photos of your family moments that that you're not going to ever have for the rest of your life. You know, you, you're going to have those photos for the rest of your life, but those moments, they're not going to always last. And and I think speaking from experience with losing my pa, you know, I, I look back and I just wish we had more photos together because he just was an incredible man and and that's something I love sharing about him and his story about, you know, coming out from Malta and, and I think, you know, going on from where I see myself in the industry as well and my role, it's, it's carrying on that legacy of my pa's and, and breeding top Simmental cattle that he loved and, and just continuing on that passion. That's incredible. Ruby, I think that's a beautiful place to end. But my last question is if people want to know more about you or the family business or your photography, how can they do that? Yeah, for sure. Well, I absolutely love meeting and networking with more people and and I'm just so passionate about youth and agriculture and all the opportunities that are that are within it and what we can gain from the industry. So I guess the first sort of point of point of contact will always be via Instagram. So my Instagram's just Mavstar Photography. And I guess the the family's starts also sort of connected all through there. So that's definitely the first point of call. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as well. And and I really don't mind people just actually ringing me. Like I'm more than happy to have a casual chat at any time about agriculture and the opportunities and and just networking with more people. We, you know, we didn't have an opportunity for that before all this social media and all these, you know, networking events. And I just think take whatever opportunities you can and, and if it means meeting up with someone you've never met before but you've got a common interest, and then just do it. Um, our, our opportunities are endless in, in agriculture. Beautiful. Ruby, this has been a delight. Thank you so much for being such a willing volunteer to be on the show. Um, yeah, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.